Hello and welcome to this episode of the Wind Down Rewind. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us this week as we, I don't know, I guess we're venturing back to problematic fucking people. Um, But before we get there, uh, we start the week off on a sad note. I want to say goodbye and rest in peace, rest in power to a rap legend, icon, DMX. Um, I know you're not a big hip hop fan, Tammy, but were you a DMX fan? I listened to him when uh, he was popular. <laughs> yeah, um, you know he he had his struggles. I I I'm, I was a fan. Um, I I loved his earlier stuff. I did. Um, I'm not gonna say you know, and I was surprised to see that he he had music coming out as late as 2018. So he's been consistent in the music game, um, but. Probably after his first two or three CDs, I kind of fell off him. Um, but uh, I know this summer he did um, a versus him and Snoop Dogg, and it just kind of took me back. It was nostalgic. It was great. Um, it reminded me. Um, I think it reminded everyone who watched it. Uh, you know, when I was watching, I was going through the comments and stuff on Twitter and Instagram, and it just kind of reminded us of how truly talented he was. Um, just like with his flow, his spoken word. And I've always loved DMS's voice. Like I love that husky deep voice that he had. So, um, you know, um, he will be missed um, sorely in the world of, of, of entertainment and um, just through his fans. So um, thoughts and I hate saying this now because it sounds so hollow, but sincerest, deepest thoughts and prayers to his friends and family. And, you know, may he finally be at peace. I know he had some troubles in his life, but um, I like how we'll people see. call being a drug addict troubles. Well, you know, it's not just that. Um, just he had a very rough life, um, and I know he's not the only one. But yeah, um, I also, you know, and his streams went up like by a thousand percent after his passing. So um, of course, you know, that was going to happen and stuff like that, but we'll see. And he's also, they, uh, the show, uh, Godfather of Harlem, um, really good show in epics with Forrest Whitaker. Uh, he, he did, they just released a song with him and Swiss Beats and French Montana. Um, that's going to, that's on the soundtrack of that show. And I know that he was working on another album um, when he passed. I think it was almost done. So um, we'll probably get a posthumous release with DMX. And I was looking at some of the people that he was collabing with. And um, he had a lot of people on there. So we'll see what happens. Um, And also, I know that you you were saddened by this news. but I don't care. I don't care. He died. He was old. He was extremely old. <laughs> Prince Philip died two months shy of his 90, of his 100th birthday. He was 99. Um, and he died on Charles and Camilla's birthday. And um, I'm not birthday. He died on their wedding anniversary. And I just for the fact that you know he was loved he 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 had his he had family he was some he meant something to someone um i'm saddened and my, well i heard you know, he was actually a, a pretty good person yeah so so 
you know, um, thoughts and again, condolences to the royal family and those royal followers who just, um, those in Britain who are mourning, you know, um, the loss of a member of the royal family and all that. But can I say this? Um, Black Twitter and Irish Twitter went ham. on that day, it, it I was just like, wow. Um, some of the memes that were coming out were, you know, I was like, okay. So uh, he may have been loved by some, but not all. But again, um, may he rest in peace. And also, we had a different type of ending this week. Um, I know you were saddened about this one. You cannot even tell me you weren't sad about the fact that Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez ended their uh, relationship and their engagement. Are those tears I hear? Yes. Or is that the sound of your middle finger going up in the air and your eyes rolling? No, no, I'm silently crying over here. Oh, oh, so that's the sound of your heart breaking. Yes, yes. So broken. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do now that J-Lo is not with A-Rod. You know, it's like having, no, it's just so sad. Yeah. J-Rod is no more. So, um, just, 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 yeah. They can be assholes and bitches on their own now rather than together. (laughs) I, I'm speechless. Um, I, I, I was, I liked them together. I really did. Um, but I'm just going to say, Alex Rodriguez does not seem like the Marion type because he can't be faithful for shit, you know. But hey, um, that that's just my honestly, I've never followed their relationship whatsoever. Like I knew they were together, but they're an insignificant couple to me. Like I, I don't they yeah, I, I don't I don't see any significance. They they broke up and I was just like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, it's nothing like, to me. This this is nothing to me on them breaking yeah, up. Yeah, it wasn't one of those things. Like it when it you know because they supposedly broke up about a month ago or a little while ago. And um, I you know I follow. I like Jennifer Lopez. I do. Um, but I was just thinking when I read it when I when I when I first came out that they were breaking up and I guess you know they were trying to get ahead of the story and just you know they weren't ready to announce it yet or whatever. But I was thinking, you know, because last year they were supposed to have this big, magnificent Italian wedding that was going to. And I'm like, ooh, so Rona saved you, huh? <laughs> like, uh, you know, so I guess you could you could chalk that up to one of they say you always just find a positive in every shitty situation. So I guess you could say, uh, yeah, Rona may have saved you in that case. But, um, yeah, I, I wasn't just, like, oh, heartbroken. It wasn't just like, oh, I can't believe it. And I don't know that there's a couple out there that I'm just like that about. So we'll see. But I was um, like that for um, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. That broke my heart when they broke up. That was a sad one. That, I, that, I have that, to admit. that affected me because it, it was like two beautiful people just put together, you know, so you could just like them together. Yeah. And I was like, dang it, now I got to go back to separation. But yeah, it's very rare that I have a celebrity couple that I just absolutely love and am fully 100% behind. And I can definitely say with all honesty that J-Lo and A-Rod was not one of those couples. Yeah, um, 
I agree with you on um, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, and I I also agree with you on A Rod and J Lo. I I you know I like her. Um, I'm him. I'm just like yeah. I I didn't. They were cute together. She seemed to he seemed to mature with her. I don't know, but it was just like when when the word came out, I was just like oh okay. I I, I had a moment of. Oh, that's sad. And then, you know me, I went back to the, damn, well, at least they saved a lot of money on that wedding, but hey. Um, so we'll see. Also, um, I, I don't really want to get into the details because we've talked about it. I just want to say that um, Matt Gates has got to be the dumbest person, one of the dumbest people walking the face of the earth. Um, just the more you hear about that story, the the worse it gets and the dumber it gets. And it's like, how stupid can you possibly be to pay on a public Venmo for the for sex on a public Venmo? That and that that's just really it, you know. Like, make your Venmo private, dude. And why are you paying for? Why are you leaving a money trail? But you know, I. I I, I, I don't know, but that's really all I have to say about that is it just gets dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber. And I feel like the only reason anyone cares is because this man is just a sitting U.S. congressman, you know? But yeah. And I can tell, I, I, know, I know that concerns you a lot as well. Yeah, you can tell by my silence. I can tell you. I can tell you. You're very. You're deeply affected by that. But um, did you? <laughs> now a highlight of the week. Did you see the Fast Nine trailer? Yeah, I did. Did you like it? Um, I mean, it's as ridiculous as it normally is. So. I mean, like when you sent me like the um, when you sent it for the list of what you wanted to talk about, I was just like, oh shoot, like what we're talking about a trail, and, <laughs> and then I watched it. I was just like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you exact like. What, what what were you thinking when you were watching it, Eddie? That you put it on the news list, like? Cause, okay, first of all. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out here so you will not be surprised. I am a huge Jason Statham fan, and uh, he's my he's my guilty pleasure. We all have a guilty pleasure actor or franchise or movie, something that we know is not great, but we still love it anyway. So Jason Statham, like I ride hard for Jason Statham. I've seen all of his movies. I love Jason Statham. Okay. So don't come at me with that Jason Statham slander. Now, I say that to preface that the Fast and the Furious franchise is that for me. That is my guilty pleasure franchise. I know it gets batshit crazy. I know the acting is not great. I know all of that, but I still love all of the movies, with the exception of Tokyo Drift. That movie, that movie is still the worst. It's still trash. Um, I think we talked about before. It was one of the series that I went back and I watched the whole thing, um, even number three last year um, during lockdown. So, but 
I was just excited. And I guess when the first trailer, you know, before the world kind of just came to a standstill and it was supposed to come out last summer and the trailers were being released, we all got a preview that Han was still alive. So I'm still curious, like everyone else, to find out how the hell is Han still alive? Because we literally saw him get blown up on an airplane in, um, was it five or six? I think it was six. So that, and then they're going to space, girl. How are they going to get them in space? Okay, so like I, I, I agree on. I, I love Fast and the Furious series. Like I, like that's a movie that I can just sit there and watch and just enjoy the ridiculousness of the action scenes that are not based in reality at all. Like I, I love the series, um, because it gives me what it, what, what is supposed to, um, escapism. But I, like it's a trailer. <laughs> I know, but I, I okay. Mean, like, like, like when it comes out, you know, we can put it on the list and we can really talk about it. But I mean, granted, I love Han. Um, he, like, Han was just my dude. I, I really can say I probably shed a tear when Han died um, in the movie. I was so pissed off when Han died. But, um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. I, I I thank you for indulging me and humoring me. But That's also, what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it might have to do with the fact that, oh my gosh, it's one of those where you think, all right, with everything going on, is it something you want to test going to, see, to the movies to see? I still don't think I'm ready for that. Even with, you know, shots and vaccinations. I'm not sure I'm still ready to go. Oh, I'm rolling up in there. June 23rd, (laughs) I will be rolling. Please. They have not changed the premiere of Black Widow yet. So. Oh, and I'm not. Disney Plus is not getting my $30. They lost that with Milan. I'm going to the theaters for (laughs) Black Widow because I've been waiting for that shit for a year. So whenever they decide to premiere Black Widow, which they're telling me right now is going to be around my birthday. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be up in that theater. Yes, yes, I am. Now, granted, I may go at a time when I feel nobody's gonna be there really, but I'm gonna be up in the theater watching that movie. So yeah, yeah. when Fast okay. the series comes out, oh, I'm going to the theater. Oh, I'm, okay, I'm there. so I'm there. okay, I will, I will say on record that that is that will, I will say this, I will commit to Black Widow, but this is how we're gonna do it, okay? And I know I can't say this because I remember, but I was gonna say we gonna look on the on, on the movie thing and see what the distance is between seats and I'm like can we put although I trust you I see you every day so you know <laughs> and and I know our situation so but we always usually have a seat in between us anyway, we do because I talk that. through movies for anyone because okay so we started this during the pandemic so I will put it out there right now for everybody who's listening that I am that person that you hate in the theater that you never want to go see a movie with because whenever I go with Eddie, Eddie has learned to like have a seat or two between us or a person between us because I will talk to her through the whole entire movie. And I'm not a movie talker. I think the only one that we really had some good conversation and it wasn't really just conversation because she knows, like I'll give her that look like like the one movie I wanted her to talk through was Charlie's Angels, but I was so sick I ended up falling asleep during Charlie's <laughs> Angels, so I was good. <laughs> I was like, why is she talking now? But I was sick and sleep, so I was okay with that. 
Um, but John Wick, we had a good conversation because that was like, ooh, headshot, headshot, <laughs> you know. Because but, I'm also that person who laughs when people get killed. <laughs> yeah, going to the movies with Tammy is a whole experience, okay? It's a whole vibe, mood, experience, everything. So um, if we go with a group of people, I always make sure that there's at least one or two people in between us. And if it's just us, then, you know, it's a seat or two. And people be like, is that seat taken? Yeah. <laughs> Although it, it really isn't. So um, I was going to say, looking when we when we get the tickets, you know, um, we can see how what what the situation is like. Like, because I, I know a lot of people, even though the caps are off here in Texas, a lot of people are still capping mm-hmm. um, their capacity. So we'll so if, if Black Widow is a good experience, then OK, I'm all in for going to the fast nine. Um I'm all in for going to Fast 9. But I also want to say, I know that looking when we buy tickets, looking at the seat capacity really doesn't say much. Because what was that movie we bought and there was nobody in there? And then the night we got to the movie, it was like freaking sold out. Oh, I think it was the last movie that we saw of, 20, of 2020, uh, Bad Boys for Life. Oh, yeah. Because then somebody somebody picked the one, because it was a seat that we had literally between me and you. um, (laughs) And we took up all the other seats because everybody came because it was our, it was our, um, our cruise like movie night. Everybody came. We took up every other seat. The one seat was between me and Eddie and somebody actually bought that seat. (laughs) And then I was like, first of all, I'm not the people person in the group. Like, you know, Tammy says she's not the people person. I, I'm really not. And then this was like that weird person who, you know, we we're passing around popcorn. Hey, you want some? You want some? Like, oh, Lord. It was just like, who is this rando? And just because the way it was set up, like, with couple things and all that, I was like, we were forced to sit between this weird person. And it was just like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. Um, we'll see. <laughs> but okay, so so on our tentative list. Oh, so that means we definitely have to add Black Widow and we can also talk about the movie going experience. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, well, Black Widow, of course, is already on our list. Not let me, don't let me sit there in front like it was not added. Like that's a given. Anyway, so... Um, speaking of movies and movies I'm excited about, um, I, or I was excited about that I kind of put on a question mark list just because I love the actor, I love the producer, but um, Emancipation, we talked about it on the last line down about how um, people were upset about the Georgia law and, you know, Georgia had become because of all the tax rebates and all the business credits they give, um, the Hollywood of the South. And I was like, okay, you have people speaking out about it, but actions speak louder than words. So who's going to actually step up? And we have the first major production um, being pulled from Georgia. And that is um, the movie Emancipation, which um, which stars Will Smith. And he's producing it along with Antoine, Antoine Fuqua, or Fuqua, who's directing it as well. So um, they, they're saying that um, it's probably going to be moved to Louisiana. And that's going to cost Apple, who's distributing it, about an additional $15 million because they don't have those tax rebates that Georgia has. So, um, I, but you said that you didn't think anyone was going to pull out. Got that. <laughs> I mean, that's nice. 
<laughs> like, because when I when I said that I didn't feel anybody was going to pull out, I'm not talking about individual production. I'm talking about whole production studios, um, oh. because people people were trying to put pressure on Disney because the whole Marvel. Um, universe, universe is taped in Atlanta like that's where the studio is that's where all the movies are taped when they do like street scenes and everything like that so they were putting pressure and being like okay so what are y'all gonna do about this um, because y'all are bringing in so much money to the state of Georgia so I was looking at those big production companies to see like are y'all going to pull out of the state because of the voting um, individual movies like I can understand that and you're still you know the um, company is still losing money um, that's producing it but I'm looking at those big companies because if you see at the end of the day none of those big companies have pulled out yeah and you know I was I I, I understand I understand the need for a boycott I do but it also affects the day-to-day people that live there and then you have people like Tyler Perry who has his studio there um, but that's and- why people do what they do because they look at it as in you'll never do you'll you'll never do what is necessary because people will guilt trip you by saying, but what about the local people? What about the local businesses? That's who's really going to be hurt. But at the same time, like the pressure should be put on the politicians that they voted into office who are making these laws, who are forcing these companies to have to leave your state. It shouldn't be like, oh, well, we're going to be affected personally, like because that's how you get those companies to stay because the whole thing is like oh well it's going to affect everyday people you're going to it's going to affect the neighborhood people so you know don't leave cuz that's taking jobs away blame your politicians for those jobs being taken away that's what the mayor of Atlanta said she when she when the all-star game was thing she said you know I'm really sad and I'm really upset but she said that's a consequence of the people that we elected into office yeah and I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, they don't feel um, it until it hits their pockets. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. And I think it, it, this is, this is one of those that I know will, will, will come back to. There's no answering it today, obviously. But a lot of the corporations are actually starting to, again, speak out, but I, I'm still want to know what you're going to do. Like they're taking out ads and they're, they're starting to apply pressure and not donate. We'll see how it, you know, this is an off election year. We'll see what happens next year with that money um, to these campaigns because of this. Um, and it's not just Georgia by the time, like I said, Georgia happened so quick. Like we knew what they were trying to do. It were, it was out of what they were trying to do, but it, like you politicians don't let them tell you they can't get shit done because it went from the Georgia House to the Georgia Senate to the governor's desk all in one day. And then it was signed into law like that day. So, um, you know, I guess they're trying to get the other state. They're trying to they're trying to stop the other states um, as they're trying to jump on this stupid ass bandwagon, too. Um, but like I said, um, as one of my favorite journalists likes to say, watch this space. Um, we'll see what happens, especially um, the entertainment. Um, and if states actually want to draw fans out, um, then you uh, draw the movie business out of Georgia, then you're going to have to give those tax rebates. You're going to have to make it lucrative for these people to want to move their production um, to to these places. But with 48 of the 
with what 38 of the states trying to enact these stupid ass laws where are they gonna go you know so we'll see what happens um now did you ever watch luther i started to and then i lost interest okay i i love the luther i love jesus elba i love british shows um but yeah um and the first season was really good the first season and the last season were really the best to me but um so the the diversity chief at bbc her name is um i had her name miranda whalen uh she recently said that luther was not black enough to be real or he wasn't a real representation of blackness because he didn't have any black friends and he didn't eat caribbean food so so here's what i'm going to say about that um I will say that I understand where she's coming from. She used the wrong words. Um, I think she was trying to make a point and people are focusing on the Caribbean food thing when it's not necessarily that she meant Caribbean food. We have to acknowledge the fact that a vast majority of um, the black community in Great Britain is either African or West Indian. And that's the reason why she made the comment about the Caribbean food. It just doesn't come off so well because in America, we look at it as in, oh, well, you know, you're just stereotyping because I don't eat Caribbean food and I'm black. That's is, Black in America ain't black in Britain. And so I understood what she was saying. She may have put out the wrong words because now people are focusing on certain words that she said, but I get what she was trying to say. And I'd have to agree in, in certain ways. And even more once I read what the white producer of the show, the white writer of the show said, where he said, oh, well, you know, I'm a white man. What would I, like, it would be me being being stereotypical if I was to write for a black character, you know, the black experience. And I said, no, 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 no. It wasn't for you to write the black experience. It was for you to hire black writers to help you write the black experience. And that's not what you did. You just kind of been like, well, we have a black actor, so that's it. That's all we need to do. You don't need to do anything else. So I, you know me, being a nerd that I am, I looked it up. Miranda Whalen is a black woman. Um, Since she works for the BBC, I'm going to take it that she's Afro-British. And I get what she was saying, and I agree with you. Um, The Caribbean, and you know, I and I understood what she was saying about Caribbean food because I know the makeup of the... uh, black population in Britain you know they that is a big thing there um eating the Caribbean food or whatever my problem and I and I also agree with you with what you just said because that was the one of the things I I, that was one of the things I wrote down the question too well first of all Luther was a fictional character and I get that and for um it just Elba to be able to play that character especially in Britain, was a big deal at the time. Um, And I don't know if it's based on a series of books, so I don't know if the original John Luther was white or what have you. Um, I understand what Neil Cross was saying, but I agree with you. Then if you know that this is the character that you have, if you know this is the person that you've hired to play this role, then you need to get writers in here who can actually write for him and write for his experiences. So my thing about, rather than saying Luther wasn't black enough to be real, why don't you go after the people who did not include 
additional black cast, black friends, black actors, or other black representation into the show because. But that's what she did. That's what, like okay so I, I feel that that that's once again people focusing on the words rather than actually focusing on the details her saying luther was not black enough is not her saying i did not get that she was trying to say that idris elba was not black enough as playing the character of luther she was saying that the character of luther was not black enough because he did not have the black he was not living a black experience he just happened to be played by a black actor but that was the only thing black about luther and that's what i was getting she was trying to say and i feel like people because we love Idris Elba. Like we're looking at it as in she's attacking him, at the yeah. actor. But that's not what she was doing, and and that's why I said it was her words and the explanation that she gave that was not deep. But when I really sat down and thought about it, and I said yes, I agree, I agree, because it's the same thing as with Friends. Okay, I oh, was God. a huge, <laughs> I was a huge Friends Friends fan. I watched all of the seasons of Friends. All right, and. It was crazy to think that in all the seasons, you never had a person of color on that show. Living, Aisha Tyler. Yeah, living in, Aisha Tyler came after they started talking about the fact that there was no people of color on the show. She was in effect sure. of them pointing out the fact that you live in one of the most diverse cities in the world. And you mean to tell me you ain't got no people of color that you encounter in New York City? Please. I could walk out on the street on New York, throw a dime and hit. Every person that I hit would be a person of color before I hit a white person. So so that's that's how, that's what I think she was trying to say. She wasn't attacking Idris Elba, but people are taking it as in she was attacking him. She wasn't attacking him. She was attacking the character and the fact of saying that because they felt that it was played by a black person, that was good enough. And that's black representation. That's not black representation. Just get hiring a black actor does not does not show black representation. You also have to show the black experience. And his he did not show the black experience. It just happened to be a black actor playing a character that wouldn't make no difference if he was white. Like you, you couldn't tell the difference if they had put a white actor in that role. Nothing, and you know black people got a different life experience than white people, but they didn't show that. Cause yeah, look, it, even the ones who don't necessarily want to identify or still have or a black experience. Experience. Um, and I agree with you. Um, I can't. I, I can't argue or disagree with anything that you just said. Um, I got the same thing, and I. I. I think we we approached it from the same way. Um, and I really normally I wouldn't, but I. And I. And maybe it was the way the quotes may have been taken out of context, mm -hmm. or maybe it was the things that were highlighted in the headlines. You know. Um, I think it, it, those. I think the headlines were designed to be clicked. I was just about to say clickbait. Yeah, and then when you went and read the full statements, it still didn't give context to the full conversation. So the way it was designed. So I, I got what she was saying just by the questions I was asking, like, okay, um, so maybe it, it could have been explained more thoroughly and maybe it was just the, the parse, parcels and pieces of the conversation we got. Well, kind of took we're it Americans. Off and I think that, that that's ultimately the problem that we have is that we were looking at this from an American perspective. Um, I have a lot of um, people that I know who live in Great Britain um, 
And like I said, they're either African or they're West Indian. And so they can under, they understood better what she was trying to say. Um, so hearing that, oh, he don't even eat Caribbean food. And everybody's just like, don't every black person eat Caribbean food. In America, we don't. But when you say it to black British, um, to black um, people who live in Great Britain or uh, black British people, they understand that because yes, majority of them do eat Caribbean food. I, I know. I got what she was saying. But I, like I'm I said, just saying, like you... uh, other, oh, other people's oh, yeah. reaction, because like I have people on my Facebook who was like going off about her saying that Luther wasn't black enough, but they were making it seem like she was attacking Idris Elba, and I was like, this is attacking Elba. Idris Elba. <laughs> you know, and Idris Elba is British, so but and his from with parents from East Africa. So um, I get it, and I I agree. It was probably just the ways in which the in which the conversation was had um, that that made it so seem so random and so fucked up. But um, I agree. The representation problem starts with it's not just the person who is on the screen. It also goes with the people behind the screen and the way you write for that person of color and just having. And I think we realize that now that okay. You can't just have this one character of color. You can't have this one Asian person and have them not be, um, and not have them have any Asian experience. And this is a complete sidebar, but that's one of the things I'm loving about Kung Fu is, you know, we can talk about that later, but um, I just, I just thought of that, but yeah. Um, so, and, and, and when Luther premiered, it was 2010. So I guess that was good enough by the 2010 standards, you know? Hey, and it was a big deal that Idris Elba had this no, role was. on beat, you know? So, but now, 11 years later, we hopefully know better and we're hopefully trying to do better. They just be need to better. hire Black producers, Black directors, and Black writers. Like, right. and, and if you're going to have a Black character or you're going to have a Black actor playing a character, no matter if they were originally supposed to be white or another race, if you're going to have a person of color playing a character, you need to have people in the writer's room who can, Reflect yeah, who can write the experience of that character being that they are a person of color because the producer at least said it right when he said what what do I know as a white man that I can write about a black man's experience like so I I wrote it as he wrote it as you know an experience and it just happened to have a black actor but um so if you can't do that you need to make sure you hire people if you're gonna hire a person of color you need to make sure you got people in the room who can definitely tell you when that person wouldn't say that. Like, that's not something Thank that would come out of my mouth. And not just have them write for the two scenes where they interact. What was that one show? I can't remember the one show we talked about a couple of weeks ago where we seemed like the only writers of color only wrote when those two characters were interacting with each other. I don't forget, but um, I know that was an issue with um, Jeannie and Georgia as well, where they were talking about, they were like, um... Yeah, that's the show oh, okay. we were talking about. With that, with that comment, and they were Georgia, like, yeah. okay, so you had... Oh, okay, okay. So that that's when your peoples came in. Okay, okay, gotcha. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I get it. I understand what she's trying to say. So I encourage everyone to get past the clickbait. Take the fact that we all love Idris Elba out of it. Read the article and, and really think and deep about it. Think think deep about it and go back to the time. Look at when the show premiered and where we are how much further we're coming and how much more we're demanding in 2011, 2021, excuse me, than we were in 2010. Um, 
So speaking of which, which kind of goes to the same thing, and um, Sharon Osbourne finally gave oh, her. Oh shoot! I thought post- you were gonna segue into BTS. <laughs> oh. Well, go ahead. It all, go works. There because- it all works. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It all, it all works because it's all a <laughs> But um, so uh, she gave her first um, post talk interview. And when I remember when I, I, I posted this on the site, the popcornwindown.com, check it out. The daily, the daily wind down. That's a plug. Pop, pop, pop. Anyway, so when I was like problematic people being problematic, I think that's what I wrote something about that. But I just knew that this interview already had the ingredients or already had everything it needed to just be a problematic clusterfuck. And it was even worse than I thought. Um, her going on Dilmar and um, talking about uh, their experiences as old der old um, old <laughs> old sixty five and sixty eight they're old rich white people um, who have you know and who be called out on their bullshit. Thank you. Bill Maher thinks just because he fucks black women that he's down <laughs> with the cause that he is off. not. Yeah. Because the masters that he's used to rape black women. That don't mean they were down for the cause either. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was you that know, too far? <laughs> so it, hey. Because that's how I, I feel mean, with Bill, <laughs> Bill Maher. I'm, I'm sorry. That's how I feel with Bill Maher because we've known for years that he feels that he can really talk about you know um, racism and everything like that just because he happens to really like sleeping with black women that don't mean shit that doesn't mean shit because um, slave owners used to sleep with black women they used to rape black women but you know you you ain't seen them knowing yeah. anything about race as well so come on now come on sit down yeah so you know she tries to excuse her talk as women are bitches we's laughing we'll talk about oh why do you have that on? Then you walk up to us and we'll say, oh, that's so beautiful. And I'm like, Bit, whatever, you know. If, if. I don't do so that. I do you I, do I, that, Eddie? Is that something that you do? I don't. No. If you ask me how you look. I'm going to tell you the you truth. Know, like, yeah. And if we're, if we're friends, if we're like cool, then if something doesn't like necessarily look great on you or fit right, I'm not going to say I will tell you, I'm not going to ever just say, oh, you should never wear that again. I'm just like, I'm never going to compliment you on your outfit, fake or otherwise. I'm going to let you roll on by with ignorance. Like, like, I'm not ignorance, by ignoring you. Like, no. So I don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, because all my friends have different, all my friends have different tastes. And unless something's just really bad, you know, I might want to say, I would find a way to say that, but I'm not just going to sit there and lie. But I'm also not going to let you walk around looking like trash. So, that whole that I and I hate that excuse because to me that 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 comes up there with the oh the men are men locker room talk baby harass. locker room talk yeah and so I'm like okay and then she was like she never used their slurs and I'm like so you're saying Leah Remini and all these other people who sat there and heard you call Julie Chen all these racist Asians all or, this racist or Asian also um um sarah gilbert those homophobic um names yeah like they're all lying so you know it 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 just the the excuses and the excuses and you know then she she chalks it up to it being like disgruntled ladies and then marv was talking about oh 
um, it wasn't her finest hour and that we can't, his exact words is we can't judge everybody by their worst moment. No shit. No one's judging her by her worst moment. I'm sure there's been worse. <laughs> but what we're saying is, <laughs> I mean, I don't even think, and honestly, I don't, just the comfort level in that whole situation, the way she felt so comfortable telling her, like, we talked about it. It, it took me back to those PTSD childhood moments when my mom's sitting there beating my ass, telling me I better not cry. So what I'm going to say is that, um, so I listened to, is it Jamila Hill? Is that how you say her name? Jamila. Jamil. Jamil Hill. So I listened to her podcast. I love her podcast. And um, she she talked about a word that she wants to retire from her vocabulary because um, she says the other side has just taken it and completely like destroyed the true meaning of it. And the word was woke, right? <laughs> Um, Cause now you yeah. know Republicans are using woke um, corporate um, woke companies and you know woke politics and all this other bullshit they throwing out there as clickbait, the woke yeah, mob as clickbait for shit. you know their followers or whatever. And um, another word that I would like to retire is politically correct. Um, I hate that. I hate that people use that as an excuse for being called out. For your bitchy assholery ways. Okay? If you're homophobic and we tell you not to be homophobic, that's not us telling you to be politically correct. That's me telling you to not be homophobic. If you make a racist comment and I tell you that that is a racist comment because I'm a person of color, so only I can define what a racist comment would be for me. That is not me telling you to be politically correct. That's telling me that that is a racist comment and you should take it out of your vocabulary. And I hate when people are using that as in, oh, well, why are you being so politically correct? You mean because I'm calling you out on your isms? Your discriminatory words and statements? No, 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 no. That's like your, that's like when people talk about their first amendment, right? And I said, you have a first amendment, right? You can say whatever you want to say. But you also need to deal with the consequences of if I happen to punch you in the face because of your racistness. Like, if you're racist, be racist. But if you happen to deal with the consequences of somebody wanting to beat the crap out of you, that's a consequence of you being racist. That's not me taking away your First Amendment right because you can still say whatever you want. But also deal with that beat down for what you're saying. Thank you. Now, so another word I want to take out or term saying is cancel culture. Like, they've ruined it. They've, yes. they've destroyed it. So <gasps> it's like, dude, I'm not canceling you. Like, I have the right to say whether or not I want to fuck with and you support or not you. fuck with yes. and, and And all of that. So that that's just me. You can do shit. I can have been a fan and you can just do shit over time that just turns me off and I can just stop being a fan or friend or whatever. It doesn't necessarily mean I've canceled you. I get the fact that we're all human beings and we're all going to make mistakes. And like he said, I agree with the fact that no, we shouldn't be judged by our worst moments because we've all done said, we've all done and said some really fucked up shit. But except, you know, whether except it was the, like, except the, the consequences except of what worst. you did. Thank you. And if this was true, okay, and I can even go this far. If this was truly your worst moment, if this was truly a moment where you did not understand what you did or why, or, or why what you said was wrong, then own up to it. You know what? 
I apologize. I did not understand. Maybe I do need to take a, a moment, you know, like be sincere in your apology, but don't go have that victimhood and play the fucking victim because someone called you out finally on your bullshit. This wasn't your worst moment. This was you just finally being called out. And, you know, people are like, because we are now, like I said, going back to Luther, 2010 is not 2011. The shit that we're tired of taking and putting what up is with, with 2021. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. I have no fucking idea. I have ahead, no fucking ahead, idea. Though. Like, maybe it's a back to the future type <laughs> thing. I don't know. But, you know, because we're, we're, we're no longer mm-hmm. being silent, we're no longer trying, we're no longer hiding our discomfort to fucking make you comfortable. You know, um, it, it just accept it. Like you said, I'm the only person, whether it's racism, sexism, whatever, if you, it may not have been your intent to offend me. I get that. But if I let you know that what you said has offended me or hurt me in some sort of way, all you can do is own that. You can't tell me how I should feel. And you can't tell me you're all not you racist say- just because you don't feel like you're racist. Like that, you, you're not the one to define your racism. Thank you. Like, oh, you know, like I said, we've all said things out of ignorance. We've mm-hmm. all said something that may have been homophobic. We've all said something that may have been racist. That doesn't necessarily make us racist. It just means in that moment, in that situation, we may have been ignorant. If we continue to say and do those things, if we don't learn better, when we know better and do better, then yeah, you're fucking racist. That then, if you continue to do the same shit and say, oh, I can't be racist, but you're still saying the same bullshit, no, bitch, you're a racist. And then, so when they went on to the conversation, he's like, what, he said, you know, do you need a re-education at 68? You've been all over the world. You're married to a rock star. Like, that fucking makes a difference. You've been with all the A-listers in rock and roll. Like, that fucking makes a difference. <laughs> uh, difference. Um, like, fuck them. Like, you need to, you know, like, race to me. Like, who are you to tell me about race? It's a fantasy. No, you do need to be re-educated, motherfucker. You were born in, in a time, you grew up during fucking Jim Crow. You were born during a time when black people and people of color were supposed to be silent and complicit in our own abuse and mistreatment. And we're not doing that shit anymore. I agree. So, so um, so yeah, yeah. she can still go but, fuck herself. So, <clears throat> hear ye, hear ye, Um, but then okay so on from that we can do something where you maybe know better you do better or if you just have a fan base like fucking army like I always say nobody wants that army smoke the BTS army you don't want that smoke Um, a Chilean and they have fans all over the place and I guess people just think because they're Korean their fans are in Korea or just a few random people you don't come the most popular group in the world by just having Korean fans or a few random people liking you here or there but so a Chilean TV show I want to say it was almost like one of their variety shows maybe like Saturday Night Live yeah it was a variety show kind of like Saturday they were doing a bit like Saturday Night Live and they just went really, really racist on BTS, like saying they were from China and all this other just ridiculous bullshit. So, you know, um, like I said, BTS is the most popular group in the world. They have fans everywhere. They're Chilean fans. Chilean army wasn't having it. So, you know, it went viral. The rest of army wasn't having it. And they started calling for the show to be canceled. They started calling for all this. So, of course, initially, 
you get the show, they, they want to be strong because I guess they didn't realize who they were fucking with. They were like, oh, well, whatever. It was just a show. It's just comedy. We were just telling jokes. No, the shit's not funny. So then after that, you know, you get the next PR statement. We will reflect on what we did. We did not mean to offend, blah, blah, blah. That still wasn't good enough. So then they start apologizing on the show. They'll never do it again. They offer an apology to BCS. That still wasn't good enough. So the network, <laughs> the head of the network came out and officially apologized um, on behalf of the show um, and the network to BTS and their fans. I don't know if the show has been canceled because, you know, I don't have access to Chilean TV, but yeah. <clears throat> um. So, so I, what, what I will say about that is... Um, Yes, it is true that um, a lot of people, and I, I think it's, I think it's natural for people when you don't listen to a group and you're not a fan of the group, to not take into account on how popular they are, right? So I, I still have people that when I talk about um, the fact that I'm a huge fan of BTS, they will roll their eyes and they'd be like, "Oh my gosh," because they don't take them serious, right? Um, and I said, and, and like, I'm always saying like, oh, you don't take them seriously until, but you, but you're not going to go after them. Like, like that's just something that you're yeah. not going to do. You don't have to take them seriously because you're not their fan base anyway. So I can definitely understand that, but their fan base is psychotic and they're crazy. That's the reason why you'll never see them really truly come out and speak out about anything because they don't have to do it. It's always handled for them. Um, so, yeah, I can see how ultimately, like, the president of the network had to come out. But you also look at, I think it's like they have, it's kind of like with Korea, right? So, Korea, a lot of their TV is public network. Um, so, it's owned by the government. And then, you know, it's kind of like um, outsourced uh, to these companies. But ultimately, like, they have to meet certain standards in order to, like, show anything on, on TV. And I think that's the same thing with... Um, with Chile and and that's the reason why they thought that if they just come out with some bullshit statement that they would be good but what they said is the fans aren't the Chilean army kept um you say that like they're military right (laughs) yeah they kept going at the um Chilean um public broadcasting association or something like that that's for the government and they even when they came out with the statements apologizing they still went hard because they like you said they felt they wasn't good enough and that's what ultimately forced the president to come out and apologize is because they wouldn't stop they, they said they were sending like thousands of um protesting letters every day Telling them how it wasn't good enough and this is what they needed to do. And like they went hard and they were like how and then they were being cheered on by army all over the world who couldn't really get fully involved. But, you know, they had the full force of the international army behind them, which, you know, led to the apology. So big up to army because I know sometimes they go overboard. I will say that. And sometimes they make um, a huge thing out of little things. I will say that. Um, and that's with K-pop fans, basically, because sometimes they just go overboard. But um, at the same time, like, sometimes it really matters. And it's good to have them as powerful as they currently are. Yeah, because uh, let me just say, they write they write hard, hard, hard for BTS. And 
Um, I'm not saying you have to be a fan of BTS. I, I understand everyone has their thing. BTS isn't for everybody. I get it. You know, I, I always encourage people to check them out and really just kind of, you know, I think I've almost converted a fan this weekend. Almost. I, I, I don't know if their fight hit the fandom, but they've gained much more respect for the boys, um, the men. But anyway, um, all I can say is I, I say it all the time. You don't want that army smoke. If you think beehive smoke is bad, army smoke is like, whoa. And sometimes they do take it too far. They are, they can be a little bit overly sensitive and all of this stuff. But it's major- like it's, I say, they write the majority hard. of teenagers who are immature and have not fully developed yet. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so we will see. Um, and also, did you check out Bang Bang Con this weekend? No. Well, okay. So I did not. Okay. So, you know, like I have got, I have officially gotten out of the bts bubble um i'm still uh-huh. a huge fan i'm still i'm still a fan of theirs and i definitely promote their talent as much as possible um but i am no longer in the bubble like i'm not in the hole um, of bts so i'll be honest and say i didn't even know that the bang bang con was um this weekend i thought it was in like may or something like that so, so yeah, I wake like, up because you know I usually wake up I wake up really early I'm a morning person and so I woke up at 4 o'clock and one of the first things I always do it's just a habit is I go on Twitter and I go on YouTube and when I went on YouTube I by mistake let me tell you how I found out that it was on I by mistake happened to click the live tab for YouTube and I was just like oh my gosh and when I was going to click back to all videos so I could see which videos came up on my feed that's when I saw I was just like wait bang bang con I was like wait what are they really live and then I started watching I was just like oh shit that was today (laughs) so I didn't know I didn't know I watched I watched like maybe an hour of it it was good because it's BTS and they definitely put on a show but yeah and then I clicked off and I didn't go back so yeah um yeah this one like it's two of them because you know we missed it last year we weren't quite as immersed in them um last year we were we were this time last year we were getting there but we weren't quite quite there yet um so it was like three of their concerts so the the muster from the magic shop muster from busan the one where they did the the dang version so that's what I caught. Yeah, um, that's, was, that's, was, that's what uh, I watched as well. So I guess we were watching at the same time. And so that's, yeah, that's the one I wanted to see. I was up because I was finishing um, another show that we have. And um, so I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, ooh, and I, I really want to see it because I love the video. And so I want to see the dang. And I ended up just leaving it on, even though I know I was going to fall asleep. So I fell asleep watching Bang Bang Con. And then when I rolled over and finally turned off the TV, um, it was surprising because YouTube didn't say, are you still watching this video? It was still going on and I just, you know, flipped it over. But I think because they probably, you know, they're not going to tour. They're thinking that they are going to do part two, which is an actual live, another live concert. So we'll see um, what happens with that. But, you know, it was, it was all good. Well, um, I think that does it for us this week. You got anything you want to add? Anything you want to say? Any tidbits for the people's? Um, just two. Um, so first is that um, we're huge fans of To All the Boys series, and they're making a kitty spinoff. 
So I'm really excited because Kitty's just awesome. So um, definitely oh, want to yeah. see um, what that's about and if it really comes like they're saying they're in the first stage of it. So, but I'm still really excited once I heard that they're going to do a Kitty um, spinoff. So um, definitely keep your ears open because we'll let you know. And then also um, one of our other groups and Hyphen is having their comeback on April 26th. And hi, and hi, and hi, and hi. <laughs> yeah, that's all, Eddie, y'all. Um, but I did want to put that out there because, um, you know, we're, 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 they're a new group. And I think we are friends with them from the jump. So, um, you know, we're going to keep up with them. But yeah. They're they're the they're the first group that I followed from the beginning. Even though I said I wasn't, I I am I'm, I'm I love yeah. I like it. So other than that, no, we're good. Um, that would be you know it for the wind down rewind. All right. Well, thank you for joining us as always. And until next time, be sure to check us out daily at the popcornwinddown.com and the daily wind down to catch up on all your latest in entertainment and pop culture news. And also, be sure to catch the podcast, any episodes that you may have missed. But please like, subscribe, and listen, and follow. On all of our social follow. media platforms. <laughs> yes, and also the podcast on um, Apple, Spotify, and Google. Until next time, and I'm, I'm Eddie. Tammy. Bye.